The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain. He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Fuchs. Get a big dish of beef chow, man. These are some great Halloween songs. I know, I just love this tune. Hopefully we'll get Monster Mash in the rotation. Well, I think Monster Mash is yeah. in the rotation. All right, cool. Yes. Okay, well, as you know, we've been talking about it. it's Halloween. And with it comes tales of haunts and ghouls. Oh, and there's plenty to go around in Edmonton. Just ask my good friend Nadine Bailey, the founder of Edmonton Ghost Tours, who joins us on the phone now. Hey, Nadine. Hey, guys, how's it going? Pretty good. Uh, you know, I have to ask right away, because I brought it up in the last half hour. Uh, I don't think you do a tour of this, because I don't think anybody can. But what's that hospital? The uh, Camsel, the Charles Camsel. Is that place haunted or not? You know what? I've heard for many years that it is. There's been great stories about the Charles Camsel Hospital over the year now, years now. I've never actually gone in there. I know that it was, you know, full of asbestos, and they're renovated, turned into condos. But many, many years ago, I was writing for a show for called Creepy Canada, and we were doing some <laughs> shots there in Western Canada, and that was one of the places that they talked about, and I had interviewed a former security guard mm-hmm. who had worked there, and he told me that it was the second night on the job, and he was uh, doing the rounds, and he was going to the basement, and when he was in the basement, he walked into one of the old x-ray rooms, and he had said when he walked in the x-ray room, again after midnight, in the center of the room, sitting in a chair, was an elderly Aboriginal man in full headdress. Mm. Uh, didn't speak. He just saw the man sitting in the chair, and the security guard just lost it. He quit on the very spot. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots. Of, I know we've talked uh, in the past a little bit about the Charles Campbell and you know stories like that, and um, people talking about elevators being in there and elevators mm-hmm. going up. Oh my gosh, yeah. Anyway, we want more stories, uh, Nadine, and of course I don't want to give away all of your stories this afternoon, but we're hopeful that you'll share some of them. Uh, Old Strathcona. Let's start there. There is a ghostly walk that uh, that you do. Do you have a favorite story from uh, Old Strathcona? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing the ghost tours on uh, White Avenue and Old Strathcona for many, many years, and, you know, I've gathered so many great stories, but I think still today, one of my favorite stories that is on the tour is, of course, the Princess Theater. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a landmark on White Avenue. It's, it's been around since 1915. It was one of the grandest theaters in Western Canada at the time, but since its inception, it's been known to have a ghost referred to as the woman in white. Now, the story goes that back in 1917, there was a lady. Uh, she had moved to Strathcona, had no family with her. Uh, she was a young man and unfortunately had gotten pregnant. And he had promised to marry her, but a few days before the wedding, he left her. Oh, left town. Yeah. He never came back again. She was devastated, didn't know what to do, had no family. She was so devastated, she hung herself on the third floor of the Princess Theater where she was staying at the time in a rooming house. Now, the sad part about the story, her body wasn't discovered for close to 15 days later when the uh, landlord was coming to get rent. And since that time, it's believed that it's her spirit that's still roaming throughout the theater to this day. Over the years, I spoke to many people who work there. I actually spoke to a guy who managed the place about 20 years ago. 
And they all talked about seeing the woman in white wandering around the center lobby, hovering above the projection room and up and down the grand staircase. But most of the craziest stuff happens downstairs in the basement in the theater known as Princess 2. What goes on in what goes on in Princess Two, Nadine? Now you've got now I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want to know. Well, down in Princess Two, over the years again, many people, and this was told me one of the managers who was managing it about twenty years ago. He said that they'd be down there, the lights are off, the movies on the screen. You know, people be watching a film, and they'd hear the sounds of a woman crying. The sounds of the woman crying would get louder and louder and so loud that nobody could hear the film. So they shut off the movie, turn on the lights searched the entire theater for this crying woman. No woman was ever found. Uh, popcorn machine going on and off, chandeliers swinging back and forth, uh, seats going up and down by themselves. Just some of the crazy things that do happen hmm. at the Princess Theater. You know, speaking of Old Strathcona, a lot of the, well, I don't know the lot, but I know of at least one, maybe, well, actually two bar slash pubs that are supposed to have some activity. Do you have any stories from that? Well, that's a great uh, segue because I do actually do haunted pub tours. Uh, mm. They've been going on, on the go now for the last two years, Friday, Saturday nights. We venture into a couple of different pubs, you know, have a few drinks, hear all the stories. Um, but, you know, there's so many great pubs on White Avenue, but I think one of my favorite ones is the old, it's, um, a pub called El- Old Town, it's the old Elephant Castle. Okay. And, um, you know, just strange things there. They often talk about seeing a man dressed in a black cape, a black hat, walking up and down the staircase and throughout the bar. Oh, wait a minute, that, I think that might be me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably is, probably is. Um, and even odder is that a lot of the people who worked in the kitchen back when, it was El- back when it was the Elephant Castle that I had interviewed many years ago, they often talked about how they all refused to go downstairs in the basement. Now, the basement is, you know, just an office, storage, places like that. But when they'd go down into the basement, you know, to get equipment, they'd often get the feeling as, as if someone was just, like, shoving them from behind. Mm. They'd fall onto the ground, fall into walls, but there's never anybody behind them. Um, the bartenders often talk about they'll be behind the bar, bottles will come flying off the shelves, beer taps will turn on and off. And just actually a few weeks ago, the, the big projector screen that they used to play hockey games on it just started going up and down one day. Wouldn't stop for the entire day. They brought an electrician. Absolutely nothing wrong with it. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Now, Nadine, I'm curious. Like when you, when you've been doing like as we said, you've been doing this for a very, very long time. And when you're collecting the stories, first off, is it just you know eventually word of mouth and it gets back to you? You hear about something happening at an uh, at a pub or at the Princess Theater, and do you find it difficult to get those folks to end up? talking to you because I suspect some of them are like no one's going to believe this well you know that's it's actually the complete opposite Jalen people love telling their stories their personal encounters because you know they want they want to rationalize it I think um, you know the research that I've done on these stories over the years basically a lot of hard work at the archives I spend a lot of time going through old newspapers and journals and books and things like that but I've always said over the years that my best stories come from people who come on my tour and then tell me their first-hand accounts. I worked here. I lived there. Um, a, a great example, a couple weeks ago, I had one of the old managers of The Princess on my theater, and he told me a whole bunch of new stuff that I didn't hmm. know. So sometimes the best stories come from when people tell me their first-hand accounts. 
You know, uh, the one thing, my wife and I, as we've talked about before today, we love these mm-hmm. tours. We, you know, got ourselves locked into old into an old house in New Orleans. We watch all the shows on TV as well. But the, the criticism oftentimes, and I mean, you, you take these stories for what they are, right? They're entertaining mm-hmm. to listen to, and they send you a chill down the back. Uh, but the criticism is always, well, where's the picture? Where's the video? Uh, you know, all these shows investigating all these properties. Uh, I mean, do you have or have you ever come across real proof? Well, the proof sometimes, you know, as my mom always used to say, the proof is in the pudding. Um, <laughs> there, the strange things that happen when you're talking about these stories. I mean, I've had people come to me and show me, you know, the videos of they, they see an apparition or a shadowy figure. I've seen pictures that people have taken. But it's even the things that happened to, to me on the tour when, you know, we're on the tour and, you know, I know there's nobody in the Walter Dale Theater. I know it's shut down. I know there's nobody inside. And you're hearing the bell going off. You're hearing noises. You're hearing bangs on the doors. Um, one of the odd things that always happens and it always seems to happen at the, the Walter Dale Theater when I'm talking about it is um, people will say to me that they can smell the horses. You can get that smell when we're talking about the story because horses are still believed to be roaming throughout the theater back from when it was a fire hall. <laughs> um, even Otter is like when we're down in one of the back alleys, which I've dubbed Murder Alley. Um, I've had many people when I'm telling the stories in Murder Alley saying that they feel faint, they feel overcome, they feel nauseous. And this actually happened just two nights ago. So <sighs> it's those things where, you know, I'm like everybody. I want to see the proof. I'm a skeptic at heart. But, you know, over the years, so many strange things have happened. It's, you know, it kind of brings you to the believer side a little bit. But at the end of the day, I love storytelling and I love bringing the stories to life. Where did your passion for this start? Did, did something happen when you were a kid? Did, 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 <laughs> did you have an experience? No, I don't think so. No? Um, you know, I'm like everybody. I love a good ghost tale. I was okay. always reading all the ghostly books when I was a kid. But in university, I just had a background in acting and theater. I had written a lot, I had acted a lot, and when we moved here to Edmonton, I mean, close to 20-odd years ago, after university, um, I really just wanted to start a small business, something that was going to be small, because I was, you know, just having our family at the time, and, you know, I didn't want a 9-to-5, I wanted something that I would enjoy. I love storytelling, I've been a professional actor now for many, many years. And it just seemed like a great fit. And then I started the first tour, and I've had such a great response <laughs> that in my philosophy is you offer a good product, and people come back for more. And then over the years, we've grown it now to like eight different tours. I'm still acting. I do commercials, I do movies. I write for different networks. So it's really taken on a, a whole different life of itself, and I'm, I'm very proud of it. And I'm so happy when people come out on the tour every night. Yeah, I actually uh, witnessed one of your tours uh, from a distance mm. uh, at, outside the Arts Barns. Mm-hmm. Um, t- totally. I, you know, I probably owe you money for this because I, uh, <laughs> I was totally riveted by the story. You were, uh, and I don't know that it was Unity, but uh, somebody was conducting the tour outside of, is it the Orange Hall, I think it's called? Yeah, Just outside the Arts me. Barns. Yeah, yeah okay. Loved your storytelling. Absolutely loved it. Stayed outside for a while and sort of eavesdropped on it. Uh, is uh, But I saw on your website where you have uh, the high-level bridge trolley tour. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, the trolley tour is a, a great little thing we came, I came up with last year. So um, I rent out the trolley just for just a few selected nights during the Halloween season last year and again this year. And we take people on a ride across the trolley. We talk about some of the great historical stories in Strathcona and Edmonton, some of the ghost stories, some of the real 
um, gems that I love in the Edmonton area. So they're completely different from all the other tours. We talk when, and we actually stop at the center of the high level bridge, and we're there for a good 10 minutes. And you're like 156 feet above the <laughs> North Saskatchewan, so it really adds to the atmosphere. And we talk about some of the highlights, like the ledge, the Alberta legislature, those ghost stories. We talk about the Spanish flu that was um, in the hospitals at the U of A and on the Strathcona side and all the, the ghosts that encountered the Spanish flu. And we talk about a couple more, but one of my favorite ones that we talk about is uh, Edmonton's first serial killer going back to around 1918. Okay, don't stop. <laughs> you <laughs> so can't the, do that. <laughs> no, sorry. So the the, first, the so yeah, we talk about a lot of those tours on the trolley tour, um, and yeah, we, and they're all great stories. But you know, my favorite, I still think, is is the first serial killer. His name was James Bluebeard Watson. Now, James had a tendency. He was living in California and he had a tendency of marrying wealthy women and then killing them. He didn't like to stay married, but he just liked their money. Mm. So he was eventually uh, getting caught in um, California. The police were on to him. So he got out of town. He decided to get out of get out of town, and he moved to Edmonton, where, of course, he married another lady who was rich. She disappeared. But it's believed that he was involved in the disappearance mm-hmm. of a lovely, intelligent, smart teacher by the name of Felicia. She had disappeared from the center of the high-level bridge. Um, it's believed that at the time when she was walking across the bridge, had counter with James, they were struggling suit, and James threw her off the bridge. Mm. Her body was never found. Um, her spirit is still roaming throughout the high-level bridge to this day. She's often seen walking back and forth wearing her fur hat and her fur coat. But James, of course, got out of town again, went back to California, but he was caught and convicted for the murders of some of his uh, wives in California. He did eventually d- uh, die in uh, San Quentin prison. Wow. Um, and I think I know the answer to this. Just quickly, it came in on the text line regarding uh, the Hotel McDonald's, someone wanting to know if it's uh, haunted. And I think... Yes, it, yes, yes, it, it is. is. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think most of them oh. are, the Fairmont properties. It is. I mean, most of the Fairmonts are. And I mean, the great thing about the Fairmonts is a lot of the Fairmont hotels will actually talk about this. They're both yeah. stories. But the McDonald here, yeah, it has, uh, it has the stories of the horses, again, yeah. who died during the construction. Back in the day, horses weren't treated very well. And when they died on workman sites, they were buried there. Mm. Two horses were buried in the basement of the Hotel McDonald. Uh, they're often heard running throughout the hallways. <laughs> um, and there's some stories of a lot of ghostly things happening in the hotel as well, like a bellhop who shows up, helps guests, helps guests, but, you know, never is never seen again. Mm. Yeah, well, there's lots more. Um, you know, there's all the stuff from the University of Alberta, Rutherford uh, House, all that sort of uh, thing. And, and those ghost tours, you can sign up. They're underway right now. What do people need to know, Nadine? Well, all they need to do is actually just go to the website, edmontonghosttours.com, and all the tours are there, all the information. Now, unfortunately, all the trolley tours are sold out. Tonight's the last one. But we do have a ghost tour in Old Strathcona tonight at 7 o'clock, a U of A history and haunted hike at 9 p.m. Same tours again tomorrow night. And then the last ghost tour will be this Sunday at 7 p.m. But the haunted pub tours are going to be continuing throughout the winter months, selected dates. They're all inside, so just check the website, <laughs> and uh, hopefully everybody can join us on the tour. You know what? I will be sorely disappointed, Jalen Knight. If you, me, Carol, and Coach we have to do, this. do not go on one of these pub crawls, I'm, I'm in. Nadine. I'm all over that. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll book uh, we'll book some seats for that one coming up. Nadine, great yeah, to talk to you again. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And happy Halloween. Yeah. You too. Good night. Bye.
walking in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight for my monster from his slab began to rise and suddenly this is the first record I ever owned. Do you remember back when cereals used to give great prizes? This was a little 45 that was on the back of the box and you had to rip it off. I, I don't know how they attached it and then you could play it on your stereo. Oh, I played this over and over. Boris Pickett. Yeah. Great song. Some of your texts coming in this afternoon. Uh, I used to volunteer at the Walter Dale and I uh, was closing up for the night after a show. Three doors slammed, shut upstairs, all at once, all on their own. I figured I'd left the windows open in the rehearsal hall, went upstairs to find all the windows closed. I still have no idea how that happened. Good old Walter Dale ghost, hard at work. And this one, Bamp Springs Hotel uh, has some wild ghost stories. I stayed there last spring and went to the haunted room that has been boarded up for years after a brutal murder-suicide. Super creepy and was glad to check out. And one more, there was also a bar that used to be a saddlery where they kept animals on the roof. My girlfriend's camera shut down on the staircase in there. It looked... Uh, looked through the lens and it looked like someone had put their hand over it. Camera totally locked up. That was on a haunted bus tour a few years back. It was a creepy, creepy place. What about this? It'll send chills down your spine. I took one of those haunted pub tours oh. and the weirdest thing kept happening. My beer kept disappearing. <sighs> Scary. <laughs> I definitely do want to do one of those pub tours. That would be so much yeah, fun. Yeah, we could go do that. That'd yeah. be tons of fun. Let's find a night where we're all available. And we'll do it dressed up as ABBA. Now we have a reason. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what's scary? Look at those four in spandex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait till they turn around. It's really scary. <laughs> Might have to wear masks with it so we no one knows who it is. We should put 630Chad logos on the back and get the whole thing sponsored. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, that'll be a good time. But, uh, you know, in certain certain different times, depending on what time of the year, like mm-hmm. I find tonight it's supposed to get windy tonight, and I get quite creeped out on uh, on, really? on Halloween, especially later on in the evening if I have to let the dogs out, mm-hmm. go outside with them or anything like that, and the wind's blowing. There's just some sort of, like, creepy creepiness. So we finally answered the question, who let the dogs out? It was you. Woo! <laughs> yes, it was me. Uh, 2.56 on the 6.30 Chat Afternoon News. You know what we're going to do? It is the last Wednesday of the month. So Dr. Gans Ferentz joining us in studio with an adi- another edition of How Does That Make You Feel? Today, we are talking about infidelity. Mm. Infidelity, you know, exactly what it means, how you can recover, can you recover from it? Dr. Gans will join us on that as well. We're going to be broadcasting this. It's going to be a Facebook Ooh, Live. That's right. So if you want to go to the 630 Chad Facebook page, you'll be able to watch the conversation and ask questions on Facebook And how many of you well. have wanted to see what Dr. Gans mm-hmm. looks like? I know it's the number one question that we yeah. get asked when Gans is on. So yeah, that's how you can check it out. All three of us will be uh, doing the Facebook Live. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.